One's a movie buff. One watches movies just enough. Together, fun will be had by all. This is Nadine Katie at the Movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Nadine Katie at the Movies. I am your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Nady, of course. And with me is not Katie once again, but this is one of my very, very, very good friends. Hello, listeners. My name is Taj. I am a, an avid moviegoer, if you will, a member of, of AMC's A-List Plus and also Regal's Unlimited. And one of the reasons he joined Regal's Unlimited is because they have the 4DX theater, which I've actually experienced a little bit myself. So I do, I do understand why you would join that. But everyone who listens knows that my main go-to is my local AMC, where I do also use my A-list. AMC Theaters is not a sponsor of Nadine and Katie at the Movies, but they should be. So I'm really excited to have Taj on the show because way back in the day, I had another show. I think it was like All the Things with Nate. And I started taking that into a movie review direction. And there was one movie in particular. I don't know if he remembers which one it was. But he was supposed to come on the show to review a movie. And we I, I announced that he was going to be on the show. I posted it on social media. And I don't know what happened. I guess we just decided that we weren't friends anymore. And he just never showed up. Taj, do you remember the movie that we were supposed to review? Yeah, uh, John Wick 3. <laughs> and there's been four of them now. And so... <laughs> I thought before we did a review of the movie we're going to talk about today, we do a really short but sweet <laughs> review <laughs> of John Wick Chapter 3, even though John Wick Chapter 4 has already happened. So I'm just going to go ahead and give my short review. I thought it was awesome. That's my short review. Taj, what did you think of John Wick Chapter 3? I also indeed thought it was pretty awesome. Cool. So let's move on to what we're <laughs> doing today on today's episode, and that is Expendables 4, or some people like to call it Expendables, because they like to put the 4 where the A is, because that's, that's, you know, that's just what they do nowadays. They put numbers in random places that make no sense at all. But that is what we're going to be talking about. But before we can jump right into the review, I got to go over the synopsis. Armed with every weapon they can get their hands on, the Expendables are the world's last line of defense and the team that gets called when all other options are off the table. Expendables stars Jason Statham, 50 Cent, Megan Fox, Sylvester Stallone, and a bunch of other people that you probably don't even care about. So obviously Expendables 4 is the fourth in the Expendables franchise. I'm just going to go out and assume, Taj, you've seen every single Expendables movie. I always ask Katie, and she probably has never seen any of these, but I'm assuming you have. Is that correct? Yep. I've seen all three prior to that one. Yep. Taj, I don't know if you've listened to the show before, but what Katie and I usually do, we do likes and dislikes. So I'm going to let you, since you are my special guest, I'll let you share some of your likes about Expendables. I do like that it seemed like, especially at the beginning, it seemed like they returned to 
some of the gratuitous violence that was there in the first one and seemed to like, not that the second and third one weren't, but like there was something that happened in this one that happened in the first one. And I just recently, I did watch them all three before we watched the fourth one, the way that some of the violence happened in the first one kind of resembled some of the things in this one. And so I did like that they kind of returned to home, if you will. I like the idea of, of new characters. I do like, I liked the, the guy that played Antonio Banderas' son. I felt like for me, he did a good job at, at replicating more or less what Antonio Banderas was doing in the, the third movie. It was very clear that who he's, his character was supposed to be. Cause I didn't, I didn't realize that Antonio Banderas wasn't going to be in it. And so then when he started talking, I was like, ah, he's gotta be his child for sure. And it was. I always like to see returning characters because I'm always like, oh, when people don't show back up. So I like to see that at least some of the people from the original cast were still there as opposed to like a, a whole new thing. Like I was kind of teasing, my only like in this movie was the action. I mean, these movies are all about the action. It's all, all about taking you back to like classic 80s because that's why that was the big draw of the first three was they were bringing back all these classic action. Now, I will say, as the movies went on, it felt like they started scraping at, at the bottom of the barrel about, about who they were going to get. Um, because I love Antonio Banderas. I like. I, I kind of forgot he was in these movies. But I, I love him. But I wouldn't really necessarily consider him an action star. Like, I know he was in Mask of Zorro, but that's, that's the only really thing I can think of and and if you're listening and you know of him in another action movie, by all means, but I, I don't see like Chuck Norris when Chuck Norris showed up. I'm like, OK, that's awesome. When Arnold Schwarzenegger showed up. OK, that's awesome. Bruce Willis. You know, they had it feels like in the earlier ones, they had these bigger names. And as the movies went on, they're just like, hey, let's get this random guy. And then in this one, which is a, another one of my dislikes. It just felt like they had a bunch of nobodies. And 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 if you're listening and you know some of these actors, and Taj, if you know some of these actors from other things, and hopefully I'm not offending anybody that I don't, but I, I, I just felt like they weren't as like, oh my gosh, I need to see this movie because it has all these classic action stars, which is what the first, at least the first two did. And then the third and the fourth is when I felt like they kind of, just scraped at the bottom. Do you, do you agree with that? Or, or do you, or, or do you think I'm just done? I feel like for me, uh, I definitely agree with the Antonio Banderas thing. Cause when I saw him, I was like, well, I like him, but I was like, huh, I really only know about mask of Zorro. And then like spy kids, which like aren't action movies, but like, you know, but I felt like there, there's gotta be something that I'm missing somewhere that he also did that would have qualified him for that. Wesley Snipes was in a bunch of action stuff, so I didn't feel that way with him. And Ronda Rousey's not an action star, but she is very popular as far as combat sports. So, like, that made sense to me that she was there because Randy Couture is in the movie because he was a UFC champion. So it's the same idea with Ronda Rousey. So, like, both of those, that that made sense to me. I was not as familiar with Liam Hemsworth when they added him in the second one, but he died halfway through. And Kellen Lutz is in, was at that time in a few things like in most of his stuff wasn't like really big things but like he was doing action movies and so again it made sense but i as far as like scraping the bottom of the barrel that's fair because like they kind of went through some of the the bigger names and you know by the time they got to to him and actually 
one of the other guys that's in it was in the new Top Gun. So like, I don't feel like this Craven Bob. That was just prior to the new Top Gun. He's in that, and that did fantastic. So like, I didn't feel that. I don't feel that way about him as well. Oh, and the the other guy that that was also in it, also in the UFC. So like, it wasn't action stars. It was more of people that are are known for being hardcore people because they're in the UFC or whatever. And so like that part is what trans, like I said, same thing with, with Randy Couture and like Stone Cold Steve Austin in the first one, because you've seen them on TV, not being movie stars, but literally being known for kicking butt, you know, those choices sporadically made a little bit more sense to me, but for, for the Kellen Lutz one, yeah, I did feel like, okay, Yes, we're kind of running out of people because we put everybody in the second one. Because I feel like if you had to spread it out a smidge more, you could have. Yeah. <laughs> like if, they, if they had saved Chuck Norris for this one, that would have been yeah. awesome. I mean, yeah. because again, going back to what I said, like to me, like I understand they brought like UFC and wrestling people. But to me, the big draw of the first one and especially the second one, I guess, was the fact that they were bringing back these classic action movie stars. And then to throw in, and I didn't even mention the ones that you mentioned because I guess I just didn't remember that they were in it because these movies aren't that memorable to me. But again, because my biggest like is the action. So was there anything else that like stuck out to you as like a really big like for this movie? I guess I just in general like that there was some sort of twist, if you will, even though I mean, we we you know, called it the entire time. But like, I like that they attempted that as opposed to like it being a little more straightforward. Oh, also, I forgot about this one specifically. Yeah, no, I'm unfamiliar with the blonde woman, not familiar with her at all. And uh, I don't know the guy playing Antonio Banderas' son. I'm also unfamiliar with him. I obviously know 50 Cent, but he, an action star, he is not. Um, and I, and I definitely know Megan Fox as well, but like, again, as far as action star, again, she, she is not or whatever. So I think this one was more, or at least for those two, like it was recognizable names, you know, and then, but I will say Tony Jaw is a very big deal and Tony Jaw is absolutely fantastic. And he's one of those people that like you, it's the name is perhaps not as like big, but like, Tony Jaws, I would I would liken him to Jackie Chan. Tony Jaws brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And um, and like as far as like people that are into those movies really hardcore, because like my friend Greg, because I didn't even know who he was until my friend Greg that went with us to the movies to see it. He Tony Jaws a really big deal to him. And so he was super excited when he when he saw him. And like this was like years ago around the time the first Expendables was coming out. And he had mentioned Tony Jaa and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I expect him to be in one of those movies. And so fast forward all these years later, and he is in one. But um, but yeah, Tony Jaa's pretty great. And he's 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 pretty awesome. He was actually in one of the Fast and Furious movies as well. Like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm not super familiar with, with every actor that's in these films. And so I'm probably definitely going to check out some of his stuff because he was one of my, like, if not my favorite character in this movie, it he starts off very, you know, very low key. And then he comes in and just totally kicks butt and takes names. And it was just amazing. Now I will say for a movie that started about Sylvester Stallone and team, this movie took a completely different uh, take to it. And we are going to get into spoilers. So if you don't want to hear anything about what happens in the movie, it's kind of hard to talk about the movie 
without going into spoilers. But I'm going to make this part of my dislikes, though, the, the big twist that you mentioned, Taj. The fact that you and I were able to call it so early and but it but also made it kind of fun. So I don't know if it's a like or dislike because the whole time we're like, okay, is he going to come back now? So what happens is Sylvester Stallone is in an airplane. Him and his friends get betrayed by I don't even remember the name of the what, what was it? What what was the name of the mystery person that they're oh Ocelot. So they get betrayed by Ocelot, which the reveal of who that was was dumb too, because I don't care about and I'm gonna spoil it right now. I don't care about Andy Garcia because Andy Garcia is one of those actors that's in this movie. And I'm like, why is he in this movie? I, he's not an action star. It, anyway, I'm gonna get off that soapbox. So Sylvester Stallone drives his airplane and Jason Statham tries to save him. And it was like, no, let him sacrifice himself. And he ends up quote unquote dying. Everyone thinks he's dead. And me and Taj both look at each other and we're like, there's no way. Cause Sylvester Stallone made these movies. Like he started him. It's like killing off Rocky in Rocky four and everyone thinking there's no way Rocky's dead. And you would be right. There's no way Sylvester Stallone's character's dead. But when does he show up? I think that made this movie the most fun for me. <laughs> it wasn't even the movie itself. It was the fact that me and Taj kept on making jokes about how how he could come back. Like, especially the, the part near the end where I guess a grenade gets thrown off or a, de- a detonator gets <laughs> thrown off the boat. And Taj, what did you what did you say should happen when the detonator gets th- thrown off the boat? I said he reached out and caught it. <laughs> it fell up. <laughs> so if you couldn't understand Taj for his laughing, he said we thought that it would be really funny if Sylvester Stallone's hand pops out, catches the detonator, and says, "Sorry, I'm late, guys." Adrian and throws the detonator for some reason. Just we thought that would be funny, but no, that's not when he comes back. There's like multiple moments where you think he's going to come back. But he doesn't. And of course, the real time he comes back is when he's saving Jason Statham's butt. So let's go back to that. I felt like this one made it all about Jason Statham's character and no one else really got to shine. You know, usually you have these movies like the Avengers and all these other team up movies and they do a really good job at letting each character have their moment and their shining moment. I felt like they kind of did it with Megan Fox because I, I'll just say this. I think Megan Fox did a lot better than the trailer led on what she was going to do. Cause when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, number one, I don't remember her ever being in any of the expendables movies. And two, it's Megan Fox. I'm not really a big fan of her acting. I'm just not a big fan of her. And so when I saw the movie, I was like, okay, she did a pretty good job. But I feel like this movie didn't let anyone else take the spotlight. It was mostly Jason Statham, which is okay, because I like Jason Statham. I like the way he his fighting. I like his action scenes. I don't know. I I, I don't know what I was expecting from the expendables. Do you do you do you see do you see that as true? Like they didn't really do the team as much in this one? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree that they uh they didn't really spotlight anyone that um the way that I would have anticipated at least a little bit more cuz like I figured 
not that he would have a lot, but like you put 50 Cent in it. And so like, I figured there would be more with him. The other woman that's in the movie barely talked. And I thought that was interesting because like she's a new team member. And so it would have made sense for her to like have some sort of back. Cause like there was no background for her because at least with Antonio Banderas' son, he was Antonio Banderas' son as far as like the characters are concerned. So it's like there was some background knowledge to him. These other people just seemingly are on the team now. Megan Fox is Jason Satham's girlfriend or whatever. Um, and she's the new leader because, you know, whatever, whatever and stuff like that. But like, yeah, outside of that, there was the whole, huh, we're getting old thing, which like, that's fine. But as far as spotlighting anything, yeah, no, there, there wasn't like a moment for ah, such and such. Like that was their moment to shine. Here, Like, for example, in the first one, Dolph Lugren was the traitor in the first movie and so it's like here's his moment you know because he turned on all of them and stuff like that and like also in the first one there's a moment where terry cruz saves everyone because they were all about to die and he comes and clears a whole hallway with his big gun that he was talking about those weren't prevalent the way that i would have been like tony Jaa had that moment i would say which you know which i guess made sense because we would have anticipated that but like outside of that based on what I would have anticipated. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't as much of of that. Like I felt like the only person that didn't this is just because he talks so much, but uh, the guy playing Tony Banderas' son because it, it there was attention called to him because he was speaking or whatever. And then so like him taking the vow of silence and all that whatnot for the brief moment that that lasted. And then like the small moments where Dolph Lugren can't see because he's old and needs glasses. <laughs> and then when he drinks a thing of whiskey he just it's like Popeye with his spinach <laughs> I can snipe yeah. all these people <laughs> oh boy so let's get right to our dislikes I think we're already kind of getting into the dislikes I'm just going to go and say every single thing and you can just touch on whatever I say terrible script terrible acting and we kind of already mentioned it the terrible quote unquote twist so Again, if you've seen the Expendables movies, which we both have, and I'm sure people listening, some of you have. These movies are not about the acting. These movies are not even about the plot. They're not even about the script. They're not even about anything. So why do I care so much? Because I do. I still want. I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't entertained. I was. But there has to come a point where. We can't just be like, I'm just only seeing this for the action. I I want there to be I want there to be good acting moments. And to me, and and, and I don't know if you disagree, Tosh, but to me there was no good acting moments. There was no like the script did not help these people at all. There was too much random humor. And like I think every time they tried to make a joke, that's when I would turn to you, Taj, and be like, seriously, this is dumb. But I still enjoyed it because of the company and because of the action. So out of all the things I just listed, do any of those have anything to do with some, with things that you didn't like about the film? Or do you not care as much about it as I do? Is that, yeah, I, I that think like those, yeah, I, those things, I don't think uh, for this specific movie don't, don't mean as much to me. So like, because of everything that you just mentioned, 
is, as far as I'm concerned, kind of part of these films in general. Like, the script isn't supposed to be great. It's supposed to be a cheesy script because these guys are all from cheesy action movies in the 80s because the 80s, not that this is a bad thing, but like, in retrospect, some of the movies that these guys did was cheesy, you know? And so it's like, that kind of is, it's it's playing to that or whatever. And so like, because for me, especially because I just rewatched them before we watched this last one, I wouldn't complain about this script because I would have complained about the second one because the second one was the one that felt truly cheesy to me because that was where they crammed in everyone's one-liners from all of their movies in the past. And like, for, and I'm, someone, I'm one of those people that like enjoys it, but like it even got to a point where I was like, uh, all right, or whatever. And like, and they were doing a thing where they were, everyone else was saying everyone else's thing. And so like, then there's humor in that, but like, and so like for me, all the silly jokes or whatever, like that also is kind of my sense of humor. And so like, to me, they were funny. They landed for me. I also anticipate all of that. I anticipate them not being great. I, I anticipate, as much as I anticipate Jason Statham kicking someone's butt and specifically in this movie, Jason Statham using a knife I anticipate the script not being Oscar worthy, but like it's not supposed to be. For me, it's just not as big of a deal. As far as like acting moments, I do agree. There wasn't really anything that was like a, a wow, they they really, you know. And so like that I definitely agree with because there there wasn't really anything um that that stuck out to me as far as that's concerned. I liken it, it's nowhere near as long, but like I liken it to like a fast and furious movie where it's like well, I'm expecting them to do a bunch of ridiculous things and there to be in a bunch of explosions and corny jokes and one-liners or whatever because the lead of this movie is Sylvester Stallone. But I think, if anything, that was a dislike for me, which I know that, I know why, but like I think mine would be the lack of Stallone because this is supposed to be a franchise led by him. And so I think that was, uh, well, geez, when he did finally come in, I was like, wow, you you cut it mighty close. Which, like, I know it's, like, part of the whole thing, but, like, but, boy, you, you cut it really, really close. And as a, it got to a point where I was like, oh, crap, maybe, maybe it's not coming. Like, for briefly, I thought he wasn't. I was like, are they just going to let Jason Statham go down with the ship like the people from Titanic? <laughs> well, there was a split second that mm-hmm. I said, would it be crazy if Sylvester Stallone was the bad guy? <laughs> like he betrayed all of his friends. Like, and I kind of yeah. would have been okay with that because it's, yeah. that would have been totally out of left field. I, cause again, I didn't care that Andy Garcia was the bad guy. I don't know. I guess he was in the third one. I don't remember. Or maybe, I don't know. That's how much I didn't care about his character. Yeah, yeah, I don't recall. Random to me that he was this big, long lost bad guy that Sylvester Stallone's character had been searching for for years. And then it's Randy Garcia. And they hint, they even hinted that this character was just someone that Sylvester Stallone's character made up to, to cover his own butt. And so I thought that would have been cool if that's exactly what happened. Like he has lived with this PTSD for so long that it's finally took over. And I don't know. I just think that would have been, a more interesting ending than what they did with Andy Garcia. But that's, that's neither here nor there, but I will say with the acting aspect and saying how like these movies aren't, shouldn't be uh, known for their acting, which again, I, I agree to a certain extent, but I will say there was one monologue and I think it might've been the first one 
with Mickey Rourke. And he just has a really good monologue, I guess, explaining his tattoo and the meaning behind it. So that moment right there shows me that these movies could have had. And I think that that one was written mostly by Sylvester Stallone and Sylvester Stallone is not a bad writer. I mean, for the most part, you know, he he created Rocky. He basically wrote those films. Those had some really good moments in them. So it's not it's not beyond the pale to, to think that the Expendables could have some oomph to them. But this movie just totally had no oomph to it at all. So that's that's basically all I have for this movie. So what we do is we give a rating one through six stars. I'll, I'll explain real quick why it's just six. When we did our first season, we did the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so the Infinity Stones, there's only six of them. So we did one through six stars. So that's what we continue to do. We might go to 10 because sometimes it's hard to rate with just six stars. But Taj, again, since you're my guest, what would you give Expendables one out of six stars? I feel like a solid three and a half. And had I been in 40X, probably would have gotten a five out of me because of just Dolby. Yeah, three and a half for me. Okay, well, I'm not going to be as kind. I'm kind of rating it based off of the other Expendables movies. Again, this movie did not have the star power that the other ones did. It, it, it had a possible twist that they didn't go with. They went with a really predictable one. And because of the prior Mickey Rourke monologue, I think that one monologue that proved that these movies could have some, some acting chops to them. That's why I'm giving Expendables a 1.5 out of 6 stars. <laughs> a, a miserable 1.5 out of 6 stars. I don't know if they're probably going to make another one. I don't know. Maybe Sylvester Stallone's done. I think they should be done. It did not do well in the box office. So I think that's kind of a sign that these this franchise is, is kind of dead on arrival. So that is Expendables. Uh, thank you, Taj, for being on the show. Uh, it was really fun. I'm glad you finally were able to join me on a movie review podcast. So next week, I'm really excited. No offense, Taj. I'm glad you're here. But I'm really excited because do you remember uh, Barbenheimer and how big of a of a thing that was? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. Katie and I are seeing two separate movies, but we will be reviewing them on the exact same day. I will be seeing Saul 10 and Katie will be seeing Paw Patrol, the mightiest heroes. And we're going to be calling the episode Saul Patrol. I <laughs> cannot wait. Please listen, please follow, do all the things you're supposed to do with podcasts nowadays. Taj, we usually end with a one-liner summarizing the movie we just reviewed. So what do you got for us for Expendables? Yo, Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the Movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you want us to watch, feel free to contact us at nadyandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.